Woke up this morning into my car to start my day. First stop is my buyer, who six months ago walked away. When I arrived, he treats me like a commodity. Give me a speck on his inner connect, he wants price and delivery. And if we're over $20, he tells me this business we're gonna lose. He's got a singing that old, don't know value. Welcome, everybody, to the Value Clarity Podcast, where we talk about customer perceived value, only exists in the customer's mind, and how value is something that you can build in every part of your company, every one of your employees. Today, I have Reese Ryan. Reese is a serial entrepreneur, currently uh, the founder of a company called Echo Bar, E-K-K-O-B-A-R. Google them, look it up. Interesting stuff. Uh, Reese, welcome. Hello, and thank you for having me, Mark. Uh, I'm thrilled because, you know, we met at a kind of a, a, a networking slash pitch call. Uh, you gave a two network, a two minute maybe pitch, uh, maybe five. But um, what you do is really fascinating. I looked on it and I said, I got to have this guy on the podcast because I love what you do. And so let's talk about it. Echo Bar. Um, and if you go on the website, you, you'll learn that what it is and does is AI, and everybody's AI, but what you do is look through every social media, every post about you, the company, not by the company or just by the company, but about the company, what people are saying about you, and then apply further intelligence to make draw inferences to get analysis to get insights about what's being said and who's saying it and how important that each of those comments are how close did i get you did pretty well thank you it's you know correct it's a bit me. of a talk me off well, the lead correct me you you got the right thing and when the one thing you said which i appreciate you saying is it isn't just from it's about right and so you know, the problem's been around for a long time that social media analytics just counts things, right? They're, they're quantitative. How many posts, how many likes, how many followers? Well, you know, you kind of have to have it because you need to know the numbers about what's going on. But at the end of the day, what does that really help you do? It doesn't help you sell more anything. It just tells you that people are talking or not talking. And when we conceived of Echo Bar, the whole goal was to go, wait a minute, you have this colossal data set out there. So how do we take advantage of it? How do you learn from it? Everyone's talking, right? Your fans, your customers, the media, all these people are saying exactly what they want to tell you. The question is, are you listening? And can you listen? And of course, if you're a bigger brand, you can't possibly listen, right? You can't possibly listen to it all. Uh, and so... How do you capture everything that's being said in a meaningful way? And that's that is uh, that sounds like a job for a really intelligent AI. It, it is. And, you know, a lot of people, when they hear AI, especially nowadays, think of generative AI, right? We're yeah. going to create new images, new marketing campaigns. We're going to clean up your text and make it read a little better. We're on the predictive AI side. 
right? So we're about understanding things and then coming and telling you things. So we're not about generating a post or, you know, making sure you got the right comma in the right place. And so we basically acquire the social media data. We buy it, for example, from Twitter, from their API. We take it, we ingest it. Uh, and then we do something rather unique. We actually rebuild the conversation into a three-dimensional neural network. And then from there, we apply our AI, which looks at the text, the posters, the imagery, and a number of other components to figure out what's really going on. And as we say, the who, what, and why, as well as demographics and all kinds of information. Yeah, you know, I, I live a microcosm of that problem, right? I kind of care how many people follow my podcast. I kind of care how many people post, but I need six to 12 clients a year. I really only need 15 of the right people. Right. And so, well, and I need, and I need people, although 15 of the right people to say, you know, Mark, I've been reading your stuff for years. It's really been impactful. I need to talk. So now maybe that means I need 50 people, you know, six of which of whom say this guy, I need to hire him. But I don't, I don't need to have Kardashian level followership. Right. And you're not our target market, right? That's so it's fine. But I'm saying, you know, that's my microcosm. I, I need to know, I don't need to just know the, the gross likes, follows and, and, and posts and comments. I need to know who likes me, how much, and you know, where's, where's, what is that second and third level of information that really impacts my business? Right. And you can, depending on how many posts you have, you can probably go on your Twitter feed and look and see who's commenting, posting, and kind of dig through it. Whereas, As a tiny brand, sure I can. Yeah. yeah. Right. So let me give you the flip side of that. Um, let's take an example and we shall name the nameless, not name or name the nameless, not name the nameless. We'll take um, a situation about a month ago where a professional sports athlete posted a photo on social media that was inappropriate. Okay. A lot of backlash. Second time he had done it, he violated his morality contract with the sports league and the team and his sponsors. And so all of a sudden his sponsors had to decide what to do. He had a, a 10 plus million dollar deal with his sponsors. So they got to go, well, wait a minute, do we cancel our sponsorship or not? But here's, what's really interesting. Within a short time after that, his two biggest sponsors had, uh, I guess you'd call it a product drop for not being a, a product person myself. They were going to introduce a new line of apparel and a new line of a drink. And millions of dollars were spent in manufacturing, getting ready for marketing, advertising, uh, PR, everything. And all of a sudden, the brands were like, okay, what do we do? Right. So guess what they did? They dropped. They decided not to sell those products. They're going to eat the inventory and figure out what to do with it later on, whether to donate it, you know, create an auction or, or whatnot. The problem is this on social media, 73% of his fans said they don't care about the post on social media. They still wanted to buy the product. So if the brands had known that, Maybe they wouldn't have canceled the product and instead taken advantage of the situation and gone, okay, 
We're still coming out with the product because we know the fans want it. It's a high quality product. But what we're going to do is we're going to take part of the profits and donate it to mental health causes for athletes from high school and up, for example. And they could have flipped it around, turned it to their advantage and created a positive marketing effort. Yep. All if they had known one simple thing from social media. And um, and so I, I, it's a great example, Reese. And take that and step and repeat for any of your companies. It's not just for crisis response. This is for um, discovering if there's a new product opportunity. Um, right. I I once invented. Um, well, I I invented the idea of the virtual call center. At a, at a product development cost of $0 and zero cents. I had a box that could make virtual phone calls. The person in the next cubicle had a box that could turn a regular switch into a call center. And all we had to do is take those two existing boxes and put them onto the same switch. Right. And, and voila, right? And, but nobody thought of that because they hadn't understood that market, that call center market. And I happen to have, have have done that and realized that, you know, call centers at the time had this huge problem in that you had to hot, it was a low paid, high turnover job, which means you have to plunk a call center at the time you had to plunk a call center in a city with a dense enough population so that there is a steady flow of low paid people living within a 15 minute commute because they really can't afford at your salary, they can't afford to drive much longer than 15 minutes. So inside of a 15 minute drive, there has to be an endless pool of people that you can churn through. So there's only so many cities in the world where you can plunk a call center. And now that's ended. Um, and wow, it seems simple in retrospect, but at the time it was really revolutionary. And take that insight and turn and and turn that into a, a thousand different consumer products and have that same kind of insight where you can find the the thing that you can do for free or virtually nothing just because nobody was listening the right way to the right person exactly and it's about understanding you know what you need to do for your business and uh i'll give you a really good example so first 70 percent of all social media is broken into three categories or market segments right entertainment sports and politics okay so that's why those are target markets um my co-founder and i come from the entertainment background so we know the industry well one of our early trial customers was a broadcast network they had a brand new show out. It was their big show for the year. They were going to do all this PR. They spent six plus figures on it, hired an agency, and they did their PR job. The show was a hit, right, uh, for the network, which is great. You know, it's been renewed multiple seasons now. But at the end of the first season, the network went to the agency and said, okay, how successful were our PR our efforts, right? And the agency said to the network, well, how are the ratings? And they're like, they're good. But we don't just go by ratings anymore because the streamers on demand, you know, DVRs and whatnot, we don't really know. And, and you know, the ratings world has changed dramatically. So they wanted to look at other measurements to figure out what PR worked and didn't work. So the agency reached out to us. We brought in all the data. We put it into our system. It's a web-based application. 
soon as it was ingested, we then looked at it and it was pretty obvious what worked and what didn't work. So we set up a meeting with the PR team over at the network and we got on. And in the first 15 seconds, we were able to tell them something right away that they didn't know. And then for the next half hour, we told them about 20 things that did work and about 12 things that didn't work with the PR campaign so that they can go ahead and make adjustments for the next season. Pretty cool. Yeah. Very um, different example than crisis management, right? Yeah. It's how do you take advantage of something? And, you know, with, in sports and entertainment politics, uh, you know, one of the jokes is you can't fix stupid, right? So things happen. It happens every, every week. There's great examples of something that goes wrong or some opportunity that occurs. And there's typically millions of dollars at stake and businesses are making guesses. And we've seen a lot of it in the press lately with, you know, the beer company and a few other companies who are guessing at what they think is the right answer instead of knowing what is the right answer. Yeah. And that's why we exist. Yep. So I love what you do and you're describing great things. And if it's all right with you, I was looking at your website at stuff that I want to see that I might want to see as a, you know, as a, as a marketing consultant that I don't see. Is it okay if we talk about that? Absolutely. And I'll be the first to tell you that, you know, for those that understand entrepreneurship and especially in the early days, you know, we spent the last few years building this company and the technology, right? And now we're focused on updating all of our marketing, our literature and all the, all the supporting stuff that go into sales and support. And it's tough. You have a small team and everybody's wearing multiple hats. And, yeah. you know, um, we've been working on the website this week so we can launch by the weekend, a brand new version. Okay. Well, so by the time this airs, you'll, there'll be a different website. Um, and I'm also, I'm going to give you some more slack. And, you, and you're saying, well, because we're startup and you don't have money. I, the, what I see or what I fail to see on your website is thing is things that I fail to see on Fortune 50 websites. So it's a common problem, especially in business to business. And it's we get so proud of what it is we do and what it is we sell and what it is our product does that we forget to talk to our customers about what they accomplish. Nobody, exactly. results. Right? Nobody, results comes, right? nobody comes to your website to find out about Echo Bar. They don't care. Right. But they come to your website, hopefully, to find themselves reflected back. And so, I will 100% agree with you. And that's why on our new website at the top, we have basically like a rotating panel that shows different problems that come up. Yeah. So again, I the first the two examples I've given you about the athlete and the PR, we have seven or eight problems that rotate, right? That say, here's what happened. Here's what they didn't know. And then you scroll down and right away it says, now here's what we do. So hopefully potential customers will see themselves in these problems and yeah. go, oh, I understand. I get it. They're solving these kinds of problems and then can see how we do it and decide if they want to reach out. Yeah, you use the metaphor metaphor on your website of, you know, regular social media analytics being a check engine light, which is very simple, very binary, and not at all, um, current, you know, not at all granular. And you're talking about yourself as a skilled technician. You know, if I'm in, if, if I have a car, 
I don't care about the check engine light. I don't care about the technician. I want to drive over the mountains in Yosemite and then through the hot desert of uh, of Death Valley and with my wife safely without getting stranded in a place where there's no coverage. That's what I want. And so um, the metaphor I saw, it's you know, I'm, I thought of it just wh while we we're talking. So it's... Um, top of the head, off the cuff, but you help people see through the fog. Social media is such a fog. There's such a fog of information and people want to know, you know, that in that people want to know if that athlete's faux pas was what it cost, what it really meant to the world. People want to know, um, if there's, you know, for, for these opportunity and the fog of so that is social media is really confusing. And I, you know, I want to be able to fly and I want to fly and know that I'm not flying into a mountain. Exactly. And, uh, and so I, I think, yeah, I like the metaphor or some metaphor, like seeing through the fog, help you see through the fog, see what's in the fog. Well, we know the book, you know, about cutting through the noise, right? Yeah. And and I'll tell you that uh, we're working with a federal congressman. They're, they've been trialing our software. It's been very successful. And one of the things they came up with was the fact that there's hashtag hijacking, which occurs on social media with public figures. So their, their brand being the congressman, right? There's, there's all these hashtags that people put and post which have nothing to do with the congressman at all, right? But yep. they're there because you're trying to promote. I mean, if you ever want a good laugh, you just go look at somebody really famous on, you know, in the world, and you go look at their social media posts, and you'll find all these hashtags that mean nothing. Absolutely, right? But they're hoping to glump onto them, get traction, get trending, et cetera. So one of the features that we're building with our software is the ability to filter out that noise so you can analyze the true data. Right. So you could say, OK, anytime this hashtag shows up in a post, move it to the side. We don't want it in, in our AI. We don't need it there. The post isn't real. We want to focus on what's real. Right. And the same thing goes for bots. Um, we have technology that we're implementing that can identify and filter out bots in the analysis as well. You know, garbage in, garbage out. We're trying to filter out the garbage in. Sure. You can't stop what gets posted on social media. But if you want to understand what's really going on and the value to your brand and understanding the questions, you have to filter out the destructive bots that are trying to influence something else, hijacked hashtags and other things. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I see the pride in what you do. I don't see, and I, I, do, I would love to see more from the visitor's standpoint, what you get, what you accomplish. Um, there's an old Harvard professor who is, you know, famous for saying, business school professor for saying, if you know, people buying a quarter inch reversible drill, they really want a hole. So the features are maybe quarter inch and reversible. The benefit, if you will, is the hole. But the outcome is, I taught my son woodworking, and when I gave him this three inch reversible drill he made a wooden toy for our, for my grandson, his son, and we got to sit on the porch and watch the kid play. That's the outcome.
uh, during COVID, I had pictures of vacations blown up on print on canvas to two feet by three feet. And we hung them around the house while we were in cabin fever mode, reminding us of all the vacations that we had taken and all the places we want to go. And so it made cabin fever much less. That's what I do with the drill, right? That's the outcome of the drill. Sure. So sure. And for our customers, right? Their, their outcome is protecting their brand enhancing yep. their brand, saving money, right? All very basic things. All the answers are out there on social media. They just have never had a way to get those answers. Place to get from A to B. Yeah, you you want that. And there's so much information that could get you there in social media if you could only see a way to pull it out. Yep. Absolutely. And there's, there's never been a technology that really looks at the conversation per se, and, and the imagery, right? There's a lot of in information and imagery. There's a lot of information in the poster and we have AI to figure out uh, influence and popularity. So if someone's posting about you, they may not have the most followers, but they may have a lot of influence and popularity in the conversation. And you never know who they know and who those people know. And so that's why we rebuild the conversation into a neural network, because then we can traverse that network and see how far the reach really goes. So if you think about how many followers you have, well, that's the potential of the conversation. We figure out the reality of the conversation, what really happened. Very cool. Um, so how do people get a hold of you, learn more about Echo Bar? And what kind of people do you think? Well, really they can go to our website who, who need, and who, hopefully- Yeah, who are you most hoping to get a call from? Who am I most hoping? Oh, that's a oh, that's a loaded question. Yeah, um, isn't it though? It it is because again, we serve entertainment, sports, and politics, right? Yep. So in the entertainment world, it can be everything from you know showrunners and people who run productions to casting departments. It could be you know UTA, CAA, William Morris. Uh, the ecosystems are rather complex in these markets. You know, if you think of sports, you got the you got the sports agent, you've got the teams, you have the leagues et cetera, et cetera. So, um, you know, these brands know where their gotchas are. They know where their questions are. And hopefully if they do hear this and when they hear this, they'll go, wait a minute, let's see if there's something we can do here. Because we've already had a number of great successes with our trials in entertainment, sports and politics across the board. And we can show them where they can get real value. Very cool. And again, it's E-K-K-O-B-A-R.com, echobar.com. How Correct. do people get a hold of you, Reese? Uh, they can email us at uh, info at echobar.com, uh, I-N-F-O. You can also reach me at reese at echobar.com, although I have a bit of a tricky name. It's R-H-Y-S. I like to joke I couldn't afford a vowel when I was born. So, uh, <laughs> you know, the famous actor from... Uh, uh, Raiders Lost Ark, right? John Reese Davies. So okay. it's rhys at echobar.com. Cool. Uh, Reese, this has really been a pleasure. Anything else you want to make sure that we talk about before I let you go? Um, you know, the one other thing that's interesting with all of this, and you mentioned AI in the beginning, is generative AI. And let me share with you a very fascinating example. 
So uh, a superhero, superhero movie just got released a few weeks ago, right? So I thought this was fascinating. The agency that handled the PR did what's called influencer marketing. So they go out, they pay a bunch of influencers to promote the movie on social media. Sure. Then they look at the influencers and say, okay, here's what worked, here's what didn't work. And it's pretty easy because when you're paying 10 people, you can kind of go look at their feed and you can manually count things, right? So I said to them, well, what about all those people who you didn't pay? What did they say? And they're like, well, we have no idea, right? And I said, well, would it surprise you to know that there were over 50 videos now online where these people took trailers of the movie, ran them through generative AI, and put out new versions of trailers, some more on the adult side, we'll say, many of them not favorable to the movie. And so now you basically have had these people take copyrighted information, right, manipulate it, put it out there, and so the people viewing it may or may not know what's real and what's not real. So how do you protect yourself from that problem? And this is a big issue in Hollywood, right? They don't know how to keep an eye on what's going on because again, cutting through the fog, right? How are you gonna find everything? We do. And I, I, I tell people, if you know the movie, it takes a thief to catch a thief. It takes AI to catch AI. Very cool. So yeah, another example of, of how you can cut through the noise, understand what's going on, protect your brand, and and find new opportunities. Great. Well, Reese, fantastic example. I'm glad I'm glad I asked because that was a um, great example. Thank so you. Reese Ryan, thank you so much for your time today, investing time with, with us and our, our listeners. And um, I appreciate everybody for joining us on this episode of the Value Clarity Podcast, where we remind you that value only exists in your customer's mind, which means that business is a lot more like brain surgery than you would have thought. Thanks and have a high value day. Well, it ain't easy because value's in your buyer's brain. If you're selling on only your features, you're going to drive over you insane. And if you ignore your customers' outcomes, you're bound to be paying your dues because you'll be singing those old don't know value blues. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.